Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light, the private writings of the Saint of Calcutta. Appendix B, 1959 Retreat Notes Continued. Eighth Day under the patronage of the Holy Apostles. Aim to make my plan of life for the years following my final profession. My plan must be made with great clarity, courage, and supernatural outlook. Examination. Fraternal charity. Rule 1 and 86 were the rules I loved best. My heart and soul were in it, but now nothing. First, do I observe my rules 86 and 87? Do I love each of my sisters with an intense love, without being concerned at all about nationality or social standing? Mother writes, Before, there was so much love and real tenderness for the sisters and the people. Now, I feel my heart is made of stone. Second, Rule 104. Do I try to make the children I teach happy? Do I respect the good name of my pupils and not talk carelessly of their faults? Three, Rule 106. In what spirit do I visit and look after the sick? Am I an angel of comfort and consolation? Mother answers, Sometimes I am even harsh. Fourth, Rule 112, My care for the dying. Fifth, Rule 120, My love for the poor. Does Christ radiate and live his life in me in the slums? Rule 86. Sixth, Rule 125, supernatural outlook in my work, seeing Jesus in all strangers. Do I seek to encourage my sisters, making them happy? Mother answers in all caps, yes. Do I consider myself as their servant in Christ? Mother writes, no, a mother. Do I accept the unavoidable little difficulties of community life patiently, forgivingly, with a sense of proportion and a sense of humor? Am I charitable to my superiors, seeking by my behavior to lighten their burden, defending rather than criticizing their decisions? Readings. Imitation of Christ, Book 1, Chapters 14 and 16. St. Luke, chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. Reflection. Whosoever you have, whatever, whatsoever you have done to the least of my brethren, you have done it to me. Matthew 25, 40. Mother notes. In 1942, I think it was on this day that I bound myself to God under pain of mortal sin 
not to refuse him anything. This is what hides everything in me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. O sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What happened to day seven? We had day six, now we have day eight of the retreat. Well, the notes for day seven were lost somehow. So we have this gap. And on day eight, however, which our minds are drawn to because of the missing day, we have this incredible revelation. The revelation of Mother Teresa's private vow. This binding of herself to God under pain of mortal sin to refuse him nothing. Why did she do that? Well, we saw from the beginning of this book a discussion of that question. But part of the answer goes something like this. The more we love someone, the more we seek to be definitive. The more we love someone, the more we want to bind ourselves. And especially if we never want to go away from that person, if we never want to hurt our friend, then Mother Teresa found an excellent means, at least for her. And that's the big question. What are the means that will help us each to love God more? And Mother was inspired by the means of making a vow that if she refused him anything, it would be like committing a mortal sin. She so much wanted to do everything he asked that she put this kind of condition, this pressure, because a mortal sin breaks your relationship with God. A mortal sin is something very serious, grave matter, with full knowledge, full consent. And Mother Teresa was basically telling God she wanted to raise up every little matter into something grave, into something serious. Why? Because she wanted to love him. Because she wanted to please him in everything. And she thought this would help her. This would motivate her. This would strengthen her will. And notice what she says later on. She says that her heart, this is in 59, so 17 years later, in 1959, she says that there was a lot of tenderness. There was so much love for the sisters and the people. But now she feels like her heart is of stone. And why is that important for this private vow? Because now, in 59, She's living the vow. She's living this promise to Jesus not to refuse him anything. But she doesn't have any emotional support for this vow. 
She doesn't feel anything that helps her to keep it. She feels nothing except that this is what Jesus wants. She knows that, feeling nothing, and she wills what he wills because he wills it. Our Lord was drawing her to the perfection of divine love. It was his good pleasure, his will, that dominated in her life. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.